our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens. With me here is my husband, Matthew Bivens. What's up, mama? Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Grateful. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I went for a run this morning and... On my way home, I passed by our neighbors who have a beautiful garden in their backyard, and I found myself jealous oh. because they've got like real nice fence around it, and they have, you know, it's just it's big and bountiful and all of that stuff. And uh, by the time I got to our house, I had a nice little sh- switch frame of mind. I was like, you know what? A couple of years ago, you would have loved to have a huge, big backyard that gets tons of sun and have the ability to do a garden. And that's what you have. And here you are coveting another person's thing. So Mm. be grateful. So this morning I am very grateful. That's awesome. Very grateful. Way to turn that around and reframe that. Yeah. Life lessons on the Doing It at Home podcast with Matthew Bivens. Maybe we could do at the end of each episode kind of how Jerry Springer has the final thought. You have a thing like that. You know, it's like not necessarily birth related, but something you can take from, you can take the little nugget and apply it to your life. Oh, yeah. I can't guarantee they're all going to be empowering. No, you can almost guarantee that they would not all be Mm. reverse. What do you think about that? Might have the turns tabled. (laughs) Isn't that from the office? Doesn't he say, my, how the turns Probably. table or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Tangents. Tangents. Love it. But we've been in a part of some really cool, powerful conversations today. Today is a day of uh, interviews and recording and yeah, we just, great stuff. We just got off of a really awesome interview. And what I thought was super cool about it is that she uh, showed appreciation for the male perspective. Which a lot of listeners do. That, it's it's it a big was, thing on on our show that you're you're here in it in the thick of it. Well, you know, yes, you're you're right. Um, it it kind of moved me the way that you know she expressed it with a little mm. bit of emotion. Um, it was great. It was very cool. So, man, 
I'm grateful to, for that as well. So much gratitude. Oh, goodness. We're starting to become like a gushy, mushy show, aren't we? Mind blown. Gushy, mushy? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Everyone be grateful for each breath. We don't do that. <laughs> we could. We certainly could. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what the listener numbers do, but yeah. Um, right quick, I realize we haven't talked about this or mentioned this on the show in many, many episodes, but we have a really sweet, sick, awesome free ebook on our website. Yeah, we do. It's 12 we- Things That Made Our Home Birth Awesome. And it's right there on the homepage of diahpodcast.com. And if you have not downloaded that puppy and read it, absorbed it, shared it with your partner, your birth team, do that. Go do it. Yeah, because it's cool because we talked about the things that we did yeah. to help us have a beautiful home birth. And you know, a lot of you had asked us about it. A lot of you had emailed uh, for some of the things that, that we've done, and we've gotten some questions on Instagram. So that was the uh, the impetus for putting the ebook together. And yeah, it's been sitting on our website for a year? I don't know. IDK. Yeah. And Honestly. It's, it's funny because we kind of put it up there and then maybe have mentioned it a few times, but But it's, it's awesome. There. So yeah. Awesome is in the title. It, I, yeah. So you know it's got to be true. Yeah. I even put a nice sweet picture of you and I. I know. It's very sweet. Me touching your belly. Yes. That's mushy-gushy. You know, it would have been great if we reversed the positions on that photo. And I was like behind you rubbing your belly. Yeah. That would be very interesting given we would not be like flush up against each other given my (laughs) belly. Hugs became very weird towards the end of pregnancy, if I remember. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone out there is at that stage or, you know, was and can remember, but it's kind of like, hi, there's like this huge space in between the two of you. And there are some people, mostly men, who aren't aware of that and just kind of come in for the the real thing. And you're like, whoa, dude, no. Like, I definitely got bumped a few times. and was like, hey, this is not like (laughs) bumper cars of the belly so you need to chill with that um it's not like a we're not frat brothers chest bumping here so anyway tangents. more tangents we need a little sound bite for that yeah, we when do. we're when we're in our fancy recording studio soon we will we'll have that we'll have our producer sitting there next to us and they can hit the thing you know and uh stuff you should know they always reference the producer which i think is great yeah her name is jerry yeah they're like, and we got Jerry over there, and and Jerry doesn't have a mic, so they... that's what I think is so fun. Yeah, I want a producer that we can like mess with and yeah. stuff, so that we can be like, yeah, blah blah blah. What do you think about that? Oh no, 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 and do their voice. Like, and oh, they... someone's over there. You, know, you can't say anything. <laughs> crying, or they're you know picking their nose right now, or yeah, we got to get ourselves a Jerry. Yes. So if you would like to be our <laughs> new producer, please send your emails to PO Box one two four three. Great four. job. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else over there? You and your cool hat. Oh man, it's I the think hat. it's the hat. It's making me goofy. Um, we are gonna talk about a really cool topic today. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I don't really know how to intro it. I wanted to do it in like a funny, witty way, but we're gonna talk about cannabis. So we're gonna talk about cannabis during pregnancy, birth, postpartum, um, a collection of ways to discuss it because we are clearly not experts in it. I will speak for myself, Matthew, I don't, you know, maybe you are some like secret expert that I don't know about, um, but we're not. So we're just going to touch on it from the perspectives that we can um, cite some articles, share some feedback that listeners who have experience with it and um, just 
throw some stuff out there basically for you. Cause um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this was requested. This was a listener request of like, Hey, can I hear from some women who have experience with that? Cause I'd really love to know. So we're just kind of putting it together and letting you decide kind of where you fall with it, how you feel about it. If it's something that's for you, whatever, um, you know, seems obvious, but total disclaimer on this, we're not condemning or recommending necessarily any of this for anyone that's up for you, your body, your family, your care provider, all of that to decide. So just getting that out of the way. Um, But it should be a cool conversation. Like I said, I I learned some stuff as I read and um, certainly appreciated the women sharing some of their experience. And uh, it's going to be cool. So, you know, grab your favorite snack food and gather around. I was waiting for the first. That was my attempt. The first joke about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're kind of we're we're uh, we're tee ball coaches right now. We're putting the ball in the tee and we're walking away. Yeah. Like bye. Yeah. And then <laughs> you all do what you want because, like Sarah said, we'd have zero experience using cannabis during pregnancy. Yeah. Didn't even think about it. I yeah. I didn't think about it at all, and yeah. You know, we we had used when we were younger, but not during pregnancy. Yes. So. Interesting. Yes, interesting. Real quick, before we do that, shout out to sponsor of today's episode, The Bloomy. The Bloomy is an awesome online resource and just store basically packed with all kinds of organic, toxic-free, intimate care products um, for you, for Yoni, for the intimate parts, you know, things from um, menstrual care, sexual education, vulva hygiene, all that great stuff. And I've gotten to try out a number of the products like uh, wipes, for, you know, vulva, keeping, keeping clean and keeping pH and everything down there. Um, a wash, um, the wipes come in super handy when you're on the go and you're like working out and moving from places and stuff is, you know, chemistry and temperature of things are changing. So that's amazing. Uh, a menstrual cup that I'm going to try out in a few days right here, if my period tracker is correct. And, um, Matthew, you've even gotten to benefit from some of the bloomies, uh, offerings yes in, i have thank the... you bloomy for creating a, a a wonderful connections between sarah and i last night yes with some brought to lube. you by coconut oil lube oh yeah yes so uh check that out go to the bloomy.com and just i mean the things here are so cool from toys to um books and you know all kinds of you know i mentioned menstrual care all things to just you know, love on that part of you and also in a very, you know, healthy way and from trusted sources because it's important what you put in your body, what you put on your body, what you do with it. And so the yoni, the vagina, the vulva all need that love and attention. So the bloomy.com, sign up for their newsletter and get 25% off of your order. So they have a great website, beautiful website. Yeah, really awesome. Thank you, Bloomy. Thank you, Bloomy. And now cannabis during pregnancy, birth and postpartum. Um, So I want to touch on something just real quick um, because this was something I needed clarification on. So some of you out there, when you're referring to cannabis, that's not just marijuana. So that's what I, you know, would think, or that's what I thought. Um, But it's not just marijuana. So cannabis is covering um, THC as well as CBD. And there's a difference, which I did not know. So I literally Googled, what's the difference between CBD and THC? Are you going to enlighten us? I also had to look up little YouTube clips on how to pronounce both of those things. Um, like the full? The full, like- yeah. Tetrahydrocannabinol and cannabidiol. 
That's what I'm going to go with. And I'm not going to say those ever again. So it's just going to be from here on out, THC and CBD. Um, but they are cannabinoids. Um, main differences that I gathered are THC causes a high, CBD doesn't. Um, THC dominates marijuana. CBD dominates hemp. THC is prohibited under federal law. Um, I guess that's in certain states now, though. That's not all states. Uh, CBD is not. THC activates cannabinoid receptors. CBD does not. So those are the main differences. And I have, this episode is probably going to be the most link resources episode we've ever done because I'm just going to link out to every single article that I'm pulling so much as a phrase from. Yeah, which is um, great because that's what we want. We want to... Yeah, go check this stuff out. Yeah. Look at it for yourself. You know, this is just me kind of, um, you know, disseminating the information to you as I found it. Okay, so that's the main difference there. So some women might have used one or the other or both. So some women might be using CBD, like oils are really popular right now, um, particularly for, you know, medicinal purposes and care and alleviation of pain and all that kinds of stuff. And then some women might be using THC, so might be uh, smoking marijuana or edibles, things like that. Those are all, you know, the, the ways to ingest, consume those substances. First, I thought it would be cool to just look at what's the history around this? Like, is this yeah. a thing? Has this been around? Well, it has. Uh, and for a very long time. Uh, so hemp uh, apparently has been used and there are records of um, like tinctures and tonics and things of hemp uh, as early as 2000 BCE, going back to Mesopotamia. Um, and it would be given to a woman during a difficult childbirth. Also, it could help bring on labor. It could start um, contractions or, or bleeding and things like that to get things moving. Um, I'm just skimming through this article and, and reading here. You know, they would grind the hemp up and add it to things. Drops of it would be added to whatever they were drinking. And this is pretty cool. An archaeological investigation in Israel-Palestine found cannabis ashes in a burial tomb of a 14-year-old girl who died during labor. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty so. This isn't anything new. Um, I just thought that was interesting to see some of the history of it and you know why it would be used. So it could be used in all manner of ways for the pain management aspect um, to help bring labor on. It's even been linked with um, milk production, either helping to promote the lactation or even, and I don't know the intricacies of this, but potentially to decrease milk production, like when you're done with that. Again. I imagine that it's also used when uh, women are feeling nervous and they're feeling anxious around, you know, the and like labor's beginning or active labor has just started or, and fear and all of those things. Yes. Sure it helps there. And that is mentioned in one of these articles as well. So I think we can all argue that when a woman is safe, secure, comfortable, relaxed, um, it makes for, you know, a, a healthier outcome for everyone. It makes for a better birthing experience. Mm -hmm. And so all women are so different in terms of what connects with them, uh, chemically, emotionally, whatever. So, um, yeah, in, in certain cases, using cannabis during the labor experience can create some of that almost levity and allow a woman to just kind of relax and be in it and kind of be in some of that that joyful, maybe even laughter, you know, yeah. state of 
of labor. So what what prompted the request for this episode actually was a post on Instagram from Katie Vigos of Empowered Birth Project, who I feel like I talk about almost every other episode now um, because she's so amazing. Uh, She made a post on her Instagram about using cannabis during one of her births and how it was like this high, you know, obviously a bit high, like experience high in more than one sense of the word, I'm sure. So that was what prompted the listener request for this was seeing that and being like, oh, I would like to hear more about that. So that's just some of the, you know, background thing that I got into as to why it would even be used, um, how it could be used, and that it goes back thousands of years. So that is, in a nutshell, some of my like nerdy research phase of it. But like I said, I'm going to include links to all this shiz for you guys on the show notes um, in iTunes, Google Play, as well as dihpodcast.com. And also some medical studies as well from ACOG, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists has um, some literature on the subject as well um, with some cool highlighted passages and things like that. So I put that there. And then I want to jump into some of the some of the uh, uh, feedback. So like real kind of um, accounts of it. I haven't heard them yet either. Yeah. Yeah. And to just um, like real quick, sorry, I'm kind of bouncing around, just summarize what I just talked about as far as some of what I read and whatever. There doesn't seem to be a ton of conclusive evidence or much study really done on the the effects of it enough to draw like huge, strong conclusions for the masses. You know, I think it is really like case by case and what works for you because crazy if you can even imagine around birth and pregnancy and the female body there's like not a ton of definitive research on like what happens or what affects or what impacts like we just don't really know you see so much you know a lot of things might point in one direction and then other studies will point in the total opposite direction yeah it's just hard to to know what is truth and i think that's why it's so individual yeah. You know, like what works for one may not work for another. Yeah. And, you know, we just talked to a mom who shared that when she was actively pushing and ultimately, you know, gave birth to her baby, she was on her back. And, right. you know, there's people who will say that position does not work and it's not advised. And others will say that is the best position. And so there's so many things where it's like, it, you know, there's so yeah you get contrary information. So, hey, do what works for you. Yes. 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 Okay. I have three little accounts to share in cool. varying um, experience and length of in which they shared. Um, but the first one is uh, from a listener who said, I used CBD postpartumly to help with stress, anxiety, and my sleep. Um, I feel like it really does make a difference, but no THC. So this is a woman who used CBD, not THC. So then the THC, if we go back to when you were had your science hat on. Yeah. Is- so CBD is from like maybe an edible or is THC in edibles? THC would is, is the marijuana. Like, yeah, is marijuana. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's that could prim- be in anything. CBD that could is be primarily smoke. hemp. Could be so it would be like hemp eaten. oils and Got it. whatever. Uh, yeah. And so you get high off the THC. You Correct. don't get high off CBD. Correct. Gotcha. Yes. 
Um, and so she goes on to say, though I'm all for THC therapy and its appropriate amount, I'd be too scared. Um, my awareness of my babies would decrease and I'm not sure what the difference would be if you smoked or if you digested it and then breastfed your baby. Um, I would think not much would go to the baby if you smoked, but I don't think I'd want a high baby and like, ha ha ha, like jokes there. Um, yeah, I, I get that. I, I understand that this is where, <laughs> this is where really I want to give you all what you want in the sense that these are these women's experiences. And I don't have much to add, honestly. Like, I can't say like, yeah, I mean, like literally my marijuana experience is in my younger years with no context around healing or awareness or higher consciousness. Yeah, like what what normal people do. Yeah, I can say knowing how I have responded to it, and granted that was in different settings and consciousness, I would be a little nervous about my my cognitive abilities for sure. Um, Like hanging out with Maya and, and... but that's your experience. That's exactly no, that's my yeah. experience only. So I can say I can identify with that a little bit. But other women like might um uh function differently, you know, it's 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 different. Okay. Another message. Let me pull it up here. Okay. I have been a cannabis user for about eight years. I was told when I was 20 that I had arthritis in my hip already and was sent to physical therapy and walked on a cane for a while. When I got pregnant, my sciatic nerve was just so painful every single day um, when shot down into my leg. Uh, cannabis was the only medicine to help. And even even I had to take a step further and get CBD oil. I was unable to sleep most nights and working on my feet eight hours a day. I was just unable to do anything most days. It really controlled my emotions, made sure... I was eating and helped ease the pain. And during the beginning of labor, my husband had just came to a point that he said he knew it would help me if I just took my normal dose of CBD. And sure enough, my mind went to ease. And the few weeks after birth, I used oils, edibles, and gels to ease pain. I still use CBD oil uh, every day and cannabis every once in a while to stable my emotions and pains. Uh, Let's see. Yep. That's, that's, that's the end of that message. Um, so a combination of both and I, the point about eating, um, that was actually some of what I read in the articles that it was a great, um, remedy for women with, uh, HD hyperemesis gravidarum, the extreme yeah. morning sickness. Yeah. And then they have issues with their weight. They have issues yep. keeping food down, um, the migraines or whatever else that comes with it. It's just like the worst hangover you could ever imagine. Like, on a whole new astronomical level. And like you said, there's a lot of weight loss. Yeah. And so if it could help manage that, I did see in some of these articles where it was very successful for women with that. Um, Okay, cool. And here's the last email that I have from another woman, woman and her experience with cannabis usage. Um, says it is truly my pleasure to share my experience and point of view on the use of cannabis and motherhood. So thank you. Cannabis has been somewhat open topic in my household growing up as my dad utilized it as healing for his trauma and other health ailments, including hepatitis C. While I was unaware of what cannabis was in my younger years, learning of my dad's use and the illegality plus the stigma pieced together as I got older. As for me, my journey with cannabis starts after a mental breakdown, which led to a stay in a psychiatric unit when I was 17. I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. 
BPD is characterized by an ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships, as stated from the National Institute of Mental Health. I was prescribed a mood stabilizer paired with regular visits to a psychiatrist. I had intense side effects coming up onto the drug, which included migraines, nausea, disorientation, and more irritability than I had started with, all considered normal. I had started dabbling in cannabis to negate the side effects. My psychiatrist had said he saw no true purpose in using cannabis as a way to function more efficiently in daily life. It was then that I first saw insight into the true misrepresentation of cannabis use. When I I was 20, I became pregnant through a casual encounter while on the mini pill, I might add. I almost immediately knew I wanted to pursue the pregnancy because at that point in my life, it was basically a why not type of situation. I had the support and I had this unfamiliar deep knowing that it would unfold just as it needed to. At my first appointment, due to the uh, risk factors, risk categories my meds were under, it was determined by my OBGYN for me to taper off from those for the sake of my growing fetus. I had also been battling intense all-day sickness at this point, but I figured I should abstain from cannabis use because I was trying to be responsible. At about 13 weeks, it got to the point where I wasn't holding anything down whatsoever. And with my mom being a nurse, we decided to go to the ER to get IV fluids and perhaps medication to help. I was diagnosed with HG, prescribed Zofran, and told to check in with my OB at the next appointment. After doing my own research, I had decided that I was, wasn't completely on board with utilizing Zofran to combat my symptoms. My mom had brought up the fact that my dad had zero appetite if he wasn't using cannabis. And since I hadn't found, and excuse me, sorry. And since I hadn't, since I found out about five weeks earlier, we marked that down as being a potential factor. After discussing it with my son's dad, being a very regular cannabis user himself and previous grower, encouraged me to start incorporating cannabis again for both the sake of me and the bub. Sweet relief. I finally was hungry and able to eat an actual meal for the first time in weeks and hold it down. While I didn't use cannabis to the extent I had before, I would still consider my use during pregnancy to be regular. Once we were home with baby, I found myself in the trenches of postpartum, breastfeeding, late nights, all that fun stuff. I again ceased use for about a week postpartum because I wasn't sure about the transmission through my breast milk. I found myself having the same issues with appetite, but chalked it up to the new role as a mother. One night after having a really rough day, I Googled the the current research out there, which as you probably know, isn't much on breastfeeding and cannabis use. I decided that again, it was better for me to be stable and well-fed than to fret about the not so threatening transmission to baby. So I began using cannabis again as the medicine I have known it to be. And while I keep it hush hush, I kept it hush hush for about uh, the first year. I decided that that it is my conscious. It was no different. That, it, that in my conscious, it was no different than a mother utilizing wine or alcohol as a means of stress relief and coping with the high demands of motherhood. Within that, I have found peace. For the sake of this dragging, uh, dragging this out longer, uh, in the end, I decided not to return to the meds I was on pre-pregnancy and over three years later, am thriving more than I have ever dreamed. I still don't know what I have done to deserve this clarity. Uh, if it was the portal in which I passed through my incredibly raw childbirth experience paired with the transformation into motherhood, but I certainly don't question it. It is through my roller coaster experiences in isolation with cannabis use and pregnancy 
motherhood, the whole package, that I want to be transparent about my use and experience with cannabis. Currently in the process of becoming a full spectrum doula, and I hope and intend to empower other women in the same way. We deserve this dialogue and permissions to indulge in what we knew to be helpful and grounding in this wild ride. I apologize for the ramblings, but as said, it's a topic I feel very passionately about. Thank you so much again for this opportunity to share love and light. Wow. What a story. Yeah. Uh It's amazing. Yeah. I know we just mentioned HG before jumping into to to sharing that and just what it can do. So what this does for me, you know, knowing little to nothing about this or that it was even a thing or that you could even possibly use cannabis in whatever form, CBD or THC, pregnancy, birth and, and postpartum. All it does is just give you some perspective that everyone's journey is so different. What works for everyone is so different. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, who, who am I to say what you should do with your, your life, you know, if it, whatever works for you. And I honestly, I mean, this is a side note and I don't have a problem with cannabis usage in general. I really don't. Like I said, we don't necessarily have engineers because it just doesn't necessarily work for me, but I don't care about the legalization of it. Like I'm, I'm cool over here. So you're not going to get any, um, thing from me from where I sit, if you're a mom out there who's exploring it or who has used it and feels any type of way about it, you do you is what I say. Yeah. And you know, it's, we're, we're in a position that we bring conversation around birth to people and, and our conversation is on the fringes, mm. right? It's home yeah, birth conversation. Sure. So we're already out there. Yeah, we, and, <laughs> we're and, already out here. <laughs> yeah, and and the majority of of you know, I'm assuming the medical community and and just you know, normal folks out in the world would look at what we chose to do as unhealthy and dangerous, sure, and selfish and, and selfish, right? And I imagine those same sorts of responses are given to people who choose cannabis, right? And so you know, in in the in the letter you just read, I mean. I think you're so accurate in what you said, babe. It's just selecting what works for you. And I think that she said in her note that, you know, when it settled in her in her conscience and she was just able to be at peace with it, then she was at peace. And she was really allowed to kind of get to that powerful place where, you know, she used this the substance to help her and go get off the meds and get her appetite back and feel stable. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. So I love the fact that, you know what, we don't have any experience with this. And my experience with cannabis was completely recreational when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But there are folks out there who are using it to for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. And and I think that what, you know, the, the least that we could do is just expose people to this the conversation. conversation. Yep, absolutely. And, and I love that. And so... You know, it's a cool thing, and I'll probably do a little bit more research. I had a few things pulled up on my phone because mm-hmm. I'm curious too. I'm like, wow, what? How are people using this, and what are they using it for? And you know, it opens my eyes to new things. So, if nothing else, that I love yeah. just to like other perspectives, um, because like this this last um, message I read this um, email. By the way, thank you to Aubrey, Ramey, and Adila. I didn't mention their names. Thank you um, to you so much for sharing and, and all of that. Uh, People in different parts of this country, let alone the world, are raised 
taught in a consciousness and environment that has a much different relationship to the plants, to the herb, to yeah. like than than we are used to or what we see in mainstream, you know, Western society and pop culture. Like there are people who treat it medicinally and in a way like it is this thing they have reverence for and a connection with and a respect in its usage and all of that. Um, we just don't see a ton of that. So like you, you just hear it in any sort of setting. It's very easy to just write it off as X, Y, or Z, whatever you think it is. Um, but just to broaden the perspective that birth is is looked at so differently around the world. Clearly, we've talked about that on the show and that's been brought to light more and more. That like this too. So just opening up to the possibility that there are different ways to look look at yeah. things is, yeah. is a great, great opportunity. Yeah, because there's so many conversations where it can be so polarized. Like, you know, we're, we're um, moving into the transition with potty training. Oh. I remember when we... Stay mo- tuned, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when we moved into the transition of sleep yeah. and trying to figure out the best method. And you would read things about these different uh, ways to get your kid to sleep. Mm-hmm. And some people would would say that... What, what's, what, what are some of the methods? Like where, you know, you just let the kid fall asleep on their own. Yeah. What is it called? Isn't there a word for it? Like a phrase like... You know, the baby's crying and you just don't go. Cry it out. Cry it out. Yeah, cry it out is so cruel. And it's so, it's like everything when it comes to birth and parenting, like everything can be so polarized. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's all love here. Yeah, it's all love here. I think that wraps up the cannabis conversation. I want to talk two seconds because you saying what you just said reminded me. And I don't think it's it's, its whole episode, but uh, Kat Von D., of LA Inc. Oh yeah, very yeah. well known. She recently put out there on her social media her intent to uh, use a midwife, have a home birth, uh, not vaccinate, like all of these things. And woo, people went crazy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like the feedback she got to raw meat. Yeah, they, they just, were ripped into her. And so when you just said that, it just made me think of that because, wow, it. Yeah, it's wow. I mean, there's there's so much I could say. So when I saw the post, first of all, I was like, that's really cool. I'm going to sh- reshare that. Um, regardless of any aspects of who she is and what she's doing, what she's choosing and what I think of that, because who the fuck am I <laughs> to be like, Kat and Von D, you can't do... Like, that's just like, that's just what I think is so funny. Like, who, who do you think you are to d- tell someone about their life? But a lot of people think they are, they are exactly yeah. the person to do that, <laughs> yeah. um, that they are like divinely ordained to do that. Um, so I gave myself, I was like, I'm literally going to do a 10 second countdown timer because I saw that there was a comment on how sad it was, all the things that she was hearing. And I was like, let me just see to, this shit yeah. for like one second or one. So I gave myself 10 seconds actually. And I just scrolled to see and I was like, damn, like it is what you would expect. And then some is like way more and some is like way on, like right on par with what you would think. But it just like, you know, yeah. And like, it how, just made me think, wow, we have so much opportunity to like, just learn about our own damn selves before. And just to give, just to give folks like a, a clue into some of the feedback, it was, you know, how selfish and oh, responsible. Horribly and irresponsible. How, yeah, like, like you're endangering the population of the world, basically, yeah. like that sort of stuff. Anyway, not going to get into all the intricacies of that, but it was just, that's just a like a, a thing, a <laughs> thing that, that popped in my brain when you shared that. 77,854 um, comments yeah. on that post that she, yeah. and I'm I looking at it right now. And I think a ton of them are encouraging. A lot of I them really are. do, um, but there are some doozies. 
Uh, just, so it just went up in there. just now. Yeah, so we reshared that on our page if you want to see that. But the original post is, of course, on the Cat Von D's um, Instagram. And, uh, you know, it's cool. We had listeners of the show tagging us in comments of the photo. That's how I actually that's, saw it. That's pretty begin cool. With. I opened up Instagram and I was like, oh, we were tagged in. We were tagged tagged in a Kat Von D photo. I'm like, what's this going to be about? You know, some tattoo or something. And uh, I saw that. And so multiple listeners were like, you should listen to this podcast, you know, because she said she wants like empowering, like light, positive energy put towards her right now. And uh, so Kat Von D, if you hear this, we would love to have you on the show to share your truth and share your your experience. And just hear, there's a whole community here of stories, of feedback, of things yeah. that you can hear to, you know, just crowd out that stuff because that stuff will probably pop up in every aspect of our lives all the time. But just drown it out with the great stuff. Totally. So, totally. So, yeah. All right, my love. This was fun. This is a great topic. Um, yeah, it was I'm, different. I'm sure we'll get some feedback and questions. May have pronounced a few things wrong. May have misspoke here and there. So you experts out there, be kind, please. Um, but you feel free to correct me or let me know. And then if there's more um, people out there with the experience who feel like they could add more context, more layers to it, definitely reach out. Uh, you can email us at hello at diahpodcast.com. Uh, go to our website, www.diahpodcast.com hpodcast.com or reach out to us on Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens. With me is my cool hat wearing husband, Matthew Bivens. This is a normal hat. It's cool though. It's, it's, <laughs> it's cool. You know it's cool. And this is Doing It at Home. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.